0: what's up everyone welcome to narwhals episode number four i'm here with my buddy kieran how's it going man how is it going it's going good it's like uh 9 24 p.m and we're doing an episode on business um so a lot of uh not a lot of questions a good number of questions i should say on twitter uh revolving more around business and like how we set stuff up and what we do on that front, and we're also going to be talking numbers. How our apps have done, how our businesses have done. Ooh, Ooh dang, it's going to get crazy. And we're going to talk about the mistakes we've made, and, and probably a lot of uh, a lot of don'ts. As Karen suggested, it might be cool to go over some of the mistakes that we made and what not to do.
1: Got plenty of those.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's kick this off
1: right, Karen. What you want to say? So my question for you is: uh, of your apps whichever ones you feel like talking about, I I would assume a lot of people listening are kind of aware of some of your bigger ones, maybe some of, maybe all of them. Um, but in particular, like what have your experiences been? Like what were the ups? Uh, what are things now? Um, and kind of overall, like what would you do differently if you were to do it again in
0: 2014? Yes. Dang, dude. I think about that all the time. If I was like, Cause it's so cool to see kids who are like sixteen years old rocking it on design and stuff. Because I was sixteen, I thought I was rocking it, but there was no like design community at that time. You know, so everyone was solid on their own, and the internet was literally a few years old uh, as far as like AOL is concerned and getting online. And um, but I think about like if I was armed with the knowledge I have now, I could just destroy the world. You know, sure, but, but um. No, I totally agree. That's not how it works, and uh, you got to get experience. But anyhow, so uh, I suppose it's, I, it has a lot of questions. Um, yeah,
1: pick, well, pick an app. Like what, which one do you want to talk about or pick a project?
0: Well, I guess I could pick Pictos at first because that's – a lot of people know me through that. Pictos is pretty successful. Yep. So as far as like a, a recipe to success um, – I would say recipe to success Yes, recipe to success. We get that domain right now. I should. Yeah, you should. So I just want to say off the bat, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of get rich quick schemes out there right now under the guise of internet coolness. That was a very vague sentence. And what I mean by that is, there's a lot of traditional like. Uh, work from home, make $4,000 a day, kind of emails that you get, you know, those spam emails. Yep. But they're being done by people in our industry. And they say, you know, write this ebook, make up a bajillions of dollars, or do this five simple steps and, and become more productive, you know, stuff like that. There's so much of that stuff. And I just want everyone to know that just because we're an industry of very rad people, and even though those people are rad people, our industry is not immune to snake oil. So there's a lot of snake oil out there, and not that you can't make a bunch of money writing an ebook, but it's not really something you should focus on or reason why to get into business. I mean, I have a I never realized it, but I have a very uh, I guess a big heart for business ethics, and I never knew that I did until I've had multiple, you know, multiple discussions over the years with my, one of my good buddies Jordan. And just talking about the different reasons because he's very confused. Like, why would I take so many risks and be so risky with myself? And I'm like, dude, I just do it for the passion. And not that he doesn't. He does as well. But there's many people that don't. They, they're more of the business side people where they just do it for the dollar. Right. And if you want to do that, that's fine. But that's, you're not going to. I have no advice to that extent whatsoever because I don't believe in living my life that way. I just want to live my life doing what I enjoy doing. So it's a full life and not spent chasing something that will go away.
1: I, yeah. I, well, I, I think you're, I think you're lucky in that way too, right? That you're, that you are that way. Cause I feel like it's kind of an, I feel like a lot of people wish they could be that way. It's hard. I, a lot of, for a lot of people, that's a hard way to live, a hard way to think, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like people are a lot more realistic, just very realistic, very practical, very business oriented. Maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe it's something that they learn from the the household that they grew up in. I, I have no idea, but uh, I think that's cool that that you were like that way. I always want to be like that. I think I am, but I think I, you know, I always kind of want to be a little more like that because um, it's it's something that people can look to with a little bit of uh, maybe not envy, but maybe just respect. Well, I appreciate that, but I I
0: totally agree with you, and I think too that it's um like you said, it could be a generational thing. It could it could be a number of things, but it's also like a tolerance for risk. Like I have a high tolerance for risk, not because I was born with one or because I was given one, but <laughs> I've chipped away over time at my at my risk tolerance because I've done risky thing after risky thing kind of deal, you know, in business, and um and right. then suddenly I. have a high tolerance for risk but no i think i think i am also like you said i'm blessed to be doing what i'm doing the fact that i do what i what is my hobby what i'd be doing outside of work anyways the fact that i get to do that for a living makes it very easy for me to have a passion-driven business but at the same token i could have gone to college and and done the college thing and then got a job or i could have done what i did which was i put all of my money, which was literally nothing, and I left, moved down, didn't know a soul, moved down to California, and decided I'm going to, you know, start my own freelance business and do this thing. Didn't know anything about the tech world. So you've been risking since day one. So yes, at the same time, it wasn't like I was handed this or anything like that. None of my family is like tech savvy or anything like they are now because everybody is. But um, back then, you know, it wasn't like that. I mean, I didn't know what venture capital was. I didn't know that there was a Silicon Valley. Nothing. I was just going to do design. Websites for people, that kind of stuff. So, it's not like I was handed something. I made the choice to be extraordinarily poor and follow my passion. So, other people have the capability to do that too. Obviously, it becomes vastly more difficult uh, when you have a family. Yeah. So, I still haven't even gotten to your question. It's <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> off. Under We're circling it. We're looking there. a bajillion ta- tangents, but there is there's a lot of like ethics and and um, philosophy behind business right it's not just numbers and if it's just numbers to you I don't know I'm not going to be speaking to you <laughs> because I have no not not that I don't like you I'm just like my advice isn't I don't have that brain so I don't know or understand how to communicate to you I just know how to communicate to people who want to do what they love so it's not that I won't speak to you in person that's not what I mean it's just that I don't have any advice for you because I'm not that way I'm not built that way right so for an app Um, all that to say, uh, like I built, I think I talked about something on the other podcasts. I spent years working on, on other apps and, and they went nowhere. And, and then suddenly this thing pictos uh, took off literally overnight, uh, not an exaggeration, like literally overnight. I put it up the next day. I started getting a bunch of sales and it just, it just went crazy. Um, at the time there was no, there's really no icons, uh, sets for sale. There was, um, you can go to iStock photo and find, you know, random things on iStock right. photo, like clip art kind of icons.
1: Yeah. There I used use Microsoft word for that. Yes.
0: There was, um, there was Helvetica There's 249 bucks for like 220 icons or something. And then there was Glyphish. Uh, oh yeah. That was out oh, for yeah. a little while. Yes. Free. that free icons that were all raster, right? So they weren't vector right at that time and uh and there of course it's the internet so there's bajillions of stuff so there could have been stuff i didn't know about but i didn't know about any other icons so when i was pricing stuff i was having like the craziest time because i was making these icons on the side for clients and i decided i'm going to make an icon set um because there was a client who needed a lot of icons and i was like searching around to find some couldn't find any so i was like okay i'll just make one and and then I, after i made it, i was like maybe i'll sell this thing so i spent a little more time so i probably spent about 2 weeks all together a lot of time like staying up late just like having fun making icons and uh ended up with like I'm, i'm gonna say it wrong but i think there's 320 in the pictos uh pack the the first one 324 uh icons in the first pictos pack i was trying to figure out how to price it i was i had free as a as a point and i had um $249. $249. Helvetocons is another point. So I'm <laughs> trying to gauge like where I go. It's a I decent spectrum. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, okay, this guy is selling for 249 bucks. That must mean there's not a very big audience. And so he's like, you know, trying to get as much as he can of each one. But then I was like thinking, okay, I'll just go like the Coca-Cola way back in the day. They, you know, decided that they'll make everything super cheap and go for volume. Right. And uh, so that's what I decided to do. And I put him at 29 bucks because I didn't want to go so cheap. I was like, well, I have no idea, I'll just do it. And so I put it out at 29 bucks and everyone thought it was a great deal. And uh got many thanks and people started buying them and downloading them. And so I, when the, when did you release it? What year? 2010, May of 2010. And uh and I had in 2007 I started working on my first software full-time, stopped client work. I was getting super poor, sold off all my furniture, all my camera gear cuz I used to do wedding photography. It was a terrible time. <laughs> and then uh and the Pictos came out. <laughs> So it was great. Um, but uh, uh, what was going to say I started selling with PayPal uh, at first um, and I had built Quixly a digital delivery service to handle it all. So I was using PayPal and my, my software Quixly. And so I launched Quixly at the same time I launched Pictos. And, uh, so it was like, it was going to be the first like example use for Quixly cause I was trying to push Quixly. I didn't think that Pictos would be the one that took off instead <laughs> yeah, That's funny Yeah, because I was trying to get myself as a service deal working out. Um, but that never ended up working out so well. People used it, but not very many. So, um, so like literally overnight, everyone started buying Pictos and it was amazing. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but there's no support. So. I didn't answer any emails other than sometimes people needed like their computer failed and they need to redownload them. But since I've made Plasso, I've made that all automatic. So if you use Plasso, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, And then um, the other emails I looked at was just like, you got a new purchase, you got a new purchase. I remember every morning waking up just, it's surreal. I look at my phone, you know, 20 new emails, all purchases. I'm like, oh my
1: gosh. (laughs) it's an awesome feeling. I love that feeling. Is this
0: ever going to stop suddenly? I had no idea how long it would last or anything. I never once advertised, ever. That's um, awesome. So it, it
1: was all so that was that was my next question. Is it it was all just word of mouth? It was all Yep. Yep. S- e- everything I've ever done has been word of mouth. I've done
0: some partnership stuff with Quixley. I like cross-promoted with Quixley on an ad network, but I've never actually paid for advertising for any of my stuff actually. Um and my kind of philosophy there is like, sure, once I get like a serious business that's doing well. I will, I will spend money on, on advertising, but my philosophy there has been if I't if I can't resonate with my audience that knows me and follows me, if I can't make something cool you know that they would want to spend their money on, it's probably not going to go that far. And so it's better just to move on to something else, you know um, right. versus like putting a bunch of money into it trying to milk it for all it's worth, trying to see if you can get it to do something. Um, so anyhow, uh, uh, Picto started doing really well. And at the time, like I was financially desperate. So it was amazing that it even happened. And uh, so I went from <clears throat> making like no money to at its height, Pictos was pulling in like, oh, let's see if I can even remember here. Something like 15 to 17,000 a month. So I was pulling in like a ton of money and that didn't last for like super, super long. Overall, Pictos lasted like three years. And I think on average it, it pulled like 150 uh, per year. So It was an amazing business because I didn't have to do anything and I was able to focus all my time on building other apps. And so that's what I used it as. I just used it to finance all my other apps. So all the money I was making on Pictos either went to just paying for where I was living and our living expenses. The rest of it went to pay developers to help me build out my other stuff. The new stuff.
1: Right. Which is cool. And I think that's one of the cooler aspects of of the way that you operate and it speaks to you as a person and your style is that like you didn't that wasn't enough, obviously to 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 rest your laurel, rest on your laurels, or ha- hang your hat on. Yeah. That was something that immediately just funneled back into uh, your need to create, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. And one of the first things I did is I made Screeny, which also did really well. It was uh, number ten in the Mac App Store uh, on the second day, and then when I made it free, just as an experiment for two days, I made it. I set it for two days to be free and solid. Those. Both those two-day cycles, twenty-four hours each day, it was number one in the Mac App Store. Jeez, and then uh, and then it went back to paid, and then it never got up that high again. But <laughs> uh, so, screening actually, there's like eighty thousand users on screening. It's pretty pretty big for for my scale of stuff. Um, wow,
1: and so, so that that made
0: a, a good chunk of change as well. And uh, the uh, the thing is, though, I made many, many, many different things and i 've tried many different business models in many different uh verticals or industries and um, you you rarely strike it rich you know uh, yeah and it's it 's a difficult difficult game, but I prefer it so much more than than client work
1: yeah me too there's been a lot of talk this week too about uh about the whole indie the plight of indies um, which has been which has been kind of interesting to keep to keep tabs on um a lot of people kind of revealing their some insight into their their numbers and, and their experiences so far i think indie is kind of a weird term that people some people ha- kind of have a distaste for these days it's i don't know it's weird but i think that the definition that i saw was like indie developer being a person who p- puts forth their own uh, ip i guess into the app store as their primary income so they're not they're not doing client work they're not necessarily doing um, whatever else they're, these apps that they 're putting out, these games or these utilities, these are paying the bills for them yeah um, but there 's been a lot of there 's been a lot of interesting um, feedback I think on those but uh, it 's kind of i, I feel like it 's kind of split like a lot of people seem to be very appreciative for the info and feel very like inspired that okay we 're all in this together we 're all uh, it 's hard it 's like you 're saying it 's hard to strike it rich but but we are uh, we 're a community, and we can uh, we can have each other's back. Um, and then I was reading a lot of like people who are like, who cares? Like you just need to, it doesn't matter what the outcome is. If you're building for the sake of building, you just need to build, just get out there. Um, and I definitely see both sides. I thought it was really cool to to get some insight into these, these uh, even some well-known apps and see how they, they actually performed. Um, Cause like you said on a previous uh, previous episode here, it's very easy to assume that the people that you view as experts are, are killing it uh, yeah. just because they're, they're louder. They're making more noise. They have more, a bigger follower base. People know who they are. It's easy to assume that that in and of itself means they've got it figured out. Everything they put out, all they have to do is tweet about it once and it's gold. Yeah. Uh, and that's not the case. And it's, I think that if any if nothing else, I think that was the coolest part of seeing some of these numbers come out is these are some, these are some well-known apps and some well-known developers and people are saying like that is nowhere close to a sustainable amount. No, the, no one can uh, can make a a valid living on that alone. Um,
0: so. Yeah, I mean, like I think I've made, I think I've made like to date like seventy five bucks off of Lumo. <laughs> so right, but I love Lumo. I mean, I love photography, so I I will keep it around and improve upon it. Um, all the time because i i use it and i like it and that's why i make stuff and i don't know i like i think the indie thing is cool i'm not like i look at it as like the music scene there's people who in the music scene there's two kinds of people there's the musicians who make music and then there's the music scene people the people who are the radio djs the people who follow the bands who are into the like the hipster scene like you got to hear it first like oh i knew about them forever ago that kind of thing And those are the scene people. Those are the people who are into the music scene. And they're not at all the same kind of humans. They're into the same industry, but for two totally different reasons. Sure. And so I'm probably an indie who's more of like the musician who's into it for uh, the actual product. Um, I'm not like an indie who's into it to say, oh, I don't work for anybody else. I have my own lifestyle business, you know. I can't stand that term. Not not that indies use it for themselves at all. I I think they hate it as well, but... I can't stand it when someone's like, oh, yeah, that's a nice lifestyle business. It's like, shut your mouth. <laughs> like, what do you know about a lifestyle business? Like, you've invested, you've angel invested $5,000 into a company before. Good grief, dude. Yeah. Like, life I is so much different, so much more than just that kind of poo. So, I, I can't stand the Valley for that reason alone. Just as people have such a poor um, view on. What it means to be alive. So, um, anyhow, uh, yeah. So, if someone ever says that's a nice lifestyle business, just don't even bother listening to any words they say further because <laughs> after they that, just walk away. Yeah, they don't get life in general. So, um, if if I make a billion dollar company, I certainly hope it's a lifestyle business because I would love to have a billion dollar lifestyle. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, just change the definition. Yeah, just, on, on yeah. them. Yeah. So yeah. if you were to, so I guess two parts to wrap up, maybe the Pictos uh, saga, if you were to one, what did you do wrong? Like what could you have done differently? Um, and I know it, it, that could also mean just like towards the end there, were you, did you kind of leave it alone too long or would you have jumped back in and, and actually uh, changed it up a bit or anything? Uh, but then two, if you were to do it again, if you were to do it all over again in today's scene, where you can, you can't like walk down the street without tripping over an icon pack. Like, how would you do it differently if you were to try to do the exact same, uh, thing? Yeah. So
0: I had it easy. I was one of the first people to do it. Uh, As a matter of fact, when I launched my icon font, I was the, to my knowledge, the very first person to sell an icon font. There's another guy I'm forgetting his name. Super rad dude. We had this conversation on, um, Twitter, because I was like, hey, I think I was the first one to do an icon font when I was talking to somebody. He's like, oh, no, I think I was. I was like, oh, no way. (laughs) And he showed me when he published his, and I showed him when I published mine. He published his literally like 20 days before mine, but we didn't know about each other whatsoever. But he didn't sell his. He gave his away for free. I was selling mine. So he was technically the first, and I was technically the second, but I I was technically the first to sell. Um, But anyhow, so I was in the icon font game super early on, and I thought that was where icons... We're going to go, Um, but I I thought that's where the web's going to go is icon fonts, and they are a little bit, but not really. Um, And so if I were to do stuff differently, I honestly, I don't think I would do anything differently because I don't want to be an icon designer. I never did. It was just kind of like, oh, whoa, this is selling a lot. I'll make another pack, another pack. And I decided maybe I'll capitalize this and make basically Typekit, but for icon fonts. And so I did, that's the Picto server. It's a subscription you sign up for, and you can, uh, you can get fonts delivered to your site, except they icons. And I was going to add, you know, all my pals icon sets in there and do all this big, uh, store thing. And, but because this Picto server didn't really pick up, I decided it's not really worth the time. So I didn't do it. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think it ended up working out good with Picto's. Like I, I don't want to milk things, you know. Like people are saying, like, why don't you, you know, like, you know push sales harder or do something? I'm like, I don't really want to. Like, if, if I was passionate about icons, of course I would, but I'm not really, and I'd, so I'd rather spend my time doing other stuff. And sure. people don't understand that. Like, people who who are interested in buying pictos, are like, why don't you like push it? What's wrong with it? I'm like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that's not me. It's, I don't want to do that. So it's really weird for people. Um,
1: yeah, so- and that's a big difference between somebody who is just in it to make a buck. Versus someone who's in it for for other reasons. Yeah. Or if they if they just wanted to make a buck, they would have been pushing it and and quote unquote milking it for yeah. several years now. And I can understand how people look at
0: that. Well, that wasn't really smart. Drew. You should have like pushed it for all it's worth. But at the same time, like I pushed other things for all they're worth. You know, instead of that. So I think what I did was by my standards the right thing to do. By other people's standards, maybe not. But you know, it's fine. Um, but as far as what I would do this uh, in this day and age it'd be nearly impossible because like you said, you can't, you can't walk down the street without tripping over 17 icon sets, you know, and people now have to make them for free. They have to spend all the time making for free because you can't compete. If I were to do it now though, I would make, because like the the good thing, the good thing about pictos and the reason people still buy them all the time is because there is no style to them. They're just as plain as can be. And so they fit with everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now people like make stylized ones. And so there's a, you're, you're narrowed down to the designer niche and now you're narrowed down to the designer who has a project that needs this look niche. So it's like super, super specific. And so your sales base is just ultra small. Um, so if I were to do now, I'd still do it. I just make them super, super generic, um, and see how they, how they do. So if you want to make icon sets, make them super generic, but I mean, that's then you're doing it for the money. And is it even worth it? But <laughs> I don't know. I don't right. think people make very much money on icons these days. Um, because there's so many yeah the price has gone super far down um yeah but that's that
1: yeah well cool it's yeah. a good story
0: yeah so for like for my other ones like i've spent uh i've spent like i spent a long time working on these other two apps i haven't even launched yet one of them now karen is working on called Filtron, which is going to be super cool when it launches yep um and, the, and there's another one that's going to be a competitor to iMovie called Footage. And these are ones that really nobody knows about because I'm not telling anybody about them because they're so hard and they're taking a long time and all that kind of jazz. And and I've, I personally invested a lot of money into apps that haven't even launched. And so if you're looking to start making apps and making a living at them, um, don't pull a shark tank, which is what I call it now, and don't think of it as your baby uh, because... Things are going to be very difficult. Things are not going to work out. And, you know, with everything, a lot of times they do work out. Obviously, I've pushed out a lot of stuff, so they do work out a lot. But sometimes things don't work out, and you have to be, you have to love to build. And if you love to build, you'll be fine because you'll be fine moving on to other things. Um, But my strategy, because I don't have any financial backing, is to push stuff out and see how it does. If it does really well, then I'll hold on to it and you know, move forward with it. In the case of Pictos, I pushed it out. It did really well, but it wasn't my passion. So I didn't like, you know, go gung ho about it. Now Palazzo is doing really well and it is something I'm passionate about. So now I am getting on that thing full steam and, and going gung ho with that. And, and it's worked out. I mean, like I, I didn't, I didn't raise a ton of money. I don't owe a bunch of money to people. We can talk about that. Cause I've done that before. Um, uh, and so it, it it's great. Uh, I'm the I own 100% of all IP in Plaza. Like I've written every single line of code, uh, all the service stuff, everything myself. So it's a great feeling to know that it's doing really well. And just like Pictos, it's 100% me.
1: Right. It's a and good position to be in.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 great. And I that can't like that never has happened to me before. And Pictos was a stroke of luck. Like I was in there at the right time. That's all it is. Plasso, There's many other options. I've tried it before with Quixly, so I know Plaso isn't a stroke of luck. Um, it's more of uh, experience coming to fruition because I've done the same kind of thing before. I've done many other apps before. Um, I've done. I've handled customer support many times with many different apps. So it's a lot of experience now, like culminating to this. Right. And and I would say like if you're start, just starting out, like don't expect it to be easy. Like I've been doing this for. Um, I've been making websites since 1996 and, uh, I've been making apps since 2005 and, um, it's, uh, it's, it's not easy and, and don't expect it to be, but if you're, if you love building, then just keep doing it and eventually something will happen.
1: Yeah. That's kind of a cool wrap back to to even what you said at the very beginning where it's like, if we were talking about being a designer, how nice it'd be to be a 16 year old designer right now with mm-hmm. all the tools and assets and the community around you. Like, but it's not the same because you need the experience is not, is not nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, it's probably everything. So the same thing goes here. Like it's, uh, it picked us the, the stroke of luck aside, you would not have been able to get to Plaso if it weren't for all the experience you'd built up up to this point, regardless of how old you were, regardless of what, what year it was and in what stage of the internet's life you did this yeah the experience is what is what got you here
0: yeah and it's like it is like for me personally it has not been easy there's there's so many times when i'm like working on something like i, that I know other people outside are viewing it. it's like wow drew is killing it but in but really i'm like i'm i'm so ready to throw in the towel i'm so done with this and people will say that and they're like Not understand, like I know most people listening just don't understand what I'm talking about, but when you've been working on something for so long, that's like, it gets really stressful when when things aren't going the way you want it. But when you've been working on multiple things for so long, and and none of them ever taking off the way you wanted them, it gets even more discouraging. So it's very to continue to work on stuff when they're not working out the way you want it. So every time I release a new app and it doesn't go the way I want, it, it gets a little more difficult. I'm not trying to be emo or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, that's this is real. That's, like, what it really feels like. And so even, like, right now with Plasto stuff, like, I want so badly to spend all of my time on it, but there's things popping up here and there that I have to take care of or um, other things related to Plasto that isn't coding or design that is taking up my time. So it's just... It gets, it gets very discouraging, but it's, it's cool to know now that it's taking off. But, I mean, up until, literally up until July, like, uh, it wasn't really doing much. And I changed my business model in, in um, when did I do that, like in February. But I gave everybody on the system three months for free because of that. And so I started charging in July, and that's when, um, because it was doing well before, just the business model was whack. And so since I changed the business model now it's doing well for me as well um but anyways up until that point like it's it was just you know it was a bag full of discouragement because (laughs) once again i'm trying so hard and nothing's working out but now that it is and it's 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 happening it's great but it's it definitely doesn't make it easy and it's uh it's 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 hard like if you want if you want to do this kind of stuff it's it's not easy it's great though to read about these articles it gets super encouraging when people do well and that's what you end up feeling like it's like oh man all they did is like spend a little bit of time made an app, and like re- re- really well but really a lot of these guys have been trying this over and over again for years some of them a decade or more right and and you're reading about their you know last week of their life which went happened to go really well and so it seems like super all great and everything right
1: even these people like this isn't the first time there's the first rodeo like they've they're nothing but their experiences up to this point too. Like they wouldn't be striking it big, at what you think is big, if it weren't for everything that they've been doing up to this point.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, it's it's hard to make products. It's hard, even harder to make a living off them. And uh, if you want to do it, it's super fun. And don't let anybody call it freaking a lifestyle <laughs> business. Never again. Yeah, that's dumb. Because you could have called Facebook a lifestyle business until I started pulling in a bunch of dough. So, yeah.
1: And if employers throw around the term, it's usually just an excuse to pay you less.
0: Yes, it's just a lifestyle business, man.
1: Yeah, don't worry about it. It's my lifestyle.
0: So what kind of styles is your life? That's you know, it's lifestyley. <laughs> it's cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. Yeah. So, how about you? How's uh how's product world been for you and your experience
1: uh it's good it's tough i um i've probably i think i calculated this recently uh, maybe actually for my value talk, uh a rough estimate in in the since 2008 since i started with ios and i got off of back end web dev uh i think i've calculated i've built around 100 apps i you know for various client work or with previous companies or for da- myself dang. or that's crazy you know if apps just internal, uh, entirely internal apps for, for companies. Um, I have no idea how many of those are actually even available still. Uh, but I've built a ton of apps for myself. I think it's somewhere around like 15, 16. Um, and actually I've, I've actually been fortunate enough that f- I've been featured by Apple four times. Uh, four different apps have been featured, which no is way. huge for being kind of a. I mean, I'm nobody. I'm, I'm, I've i never I'm not, been featured. <laughs> it's awesome. It's a sweet feeling, and I've I've been lucky enough to do that since I think my first one was in like January 2010, and my most recent one was a couple months ago. So it's been a a a, a fun little experience. And if any of you have been featured there is nothing that compares to that. Like in terms of the uptick you see on downloads, the uptick you see in just general press, uh, in my experience, the Holy Grail is being featured by Apple, at least for that week. And then it just quickly dives off unless you're actively uh, pumping money into it. Um, So the tricky part for me is that I never really had, I didn't have Pictos. um, And I haven't really had that one big, Uh, you know, strike it rich. This is going to, this is going to buy me a runway for three years. That's never really happened for me. So I've always been backing everything up with contract work, um, joining a company for a little bit here, deciding to leave, uh, filling in the downtime with, with contract work and then building my own stuff, uh, has kind of been the go-to, uh, cycle, um, but for me, like, and I don't mind, you know, I don't mind sharing at least some numbers from from some of my apps that that I actually have the the rights to share. Um, but like, in particular, as an example, one of my uh, kind of better performing apps is an app called Regner, which is a, a little uh, calculator app for the iPhone. Um, it was actually a collaboration between me and Berger and Four, a little a sweet little uh, two man design studio out of Boulder, Colorado. Uh, definitely check them out they're sweet Uh, we collaborated on this app launched it in march 2012 uh, for 99 cents it's not anything fancy it's a little uh, super minimally designed gesture-based calculator app there are actually a handful of these now we were the first gesture-based calculator app not that that's nearly as cool as saying you were the first uh uh, icon web font but that's something um and what's cool is that is uh we actually got a really fair, a fair amount of press completely organically just by reaching out to people. Uh, we were featured in the, the unofficial Apple web blog, uh, Lifehacker, Fox is Black. And we actually named, at the end of the year, we were named in The Next Web's 12 Most Beautiful Apps of 2012, which is crazy. That's awesome. Um, but even still, even like all of that, and even still being one of, one of my more successful personal apps, um, to date, so two two plus years, two and a half years almost, uh, we've only gotten around 15,000 downloads. And s- half of that happened in the launch month, happened in March 2012, seven and a half thousand of those downloads. So since then, as you can imagine, you can picture this distribution curve in your head. It has been a significant fall off and just trickle for, for two years. Um, in 2012, 13,000 of those 15,000 downloads happened. So, uh, wow. Even more so, so even even for that, for the however many years it 's been out, two and a half years we 're talking our seventy percent cut Apple takes thirty percent of every app is only ten thousand dollars, and this was a collaboration, so we split that um, yeah so so as an example, and this is one of my better performing uh, personal apps, like I said, even as as an example like this is it 's tough, and that 's kind of been uh, this whole indie discussion that 's been going on. This yeah, week. like it's such a big difference between free versus paid too.
0: Right. Yeah, like for sure. downloads numbers.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's and this and that applies even more to to apps now in 2014. That's a there's a big Did Marco Armament just do a big uh super long podcast episode just about like the state of the App Store right now. Mm. Um how it's it's kind of a mess. It's kind of just super saturated. Like 2014, things are very, very different now than they were even just a couple of years ago, especially several years ago. Totally. Um, as an example, my first, the first app that I got featured, it was with the company that I was working for. It was a little, uh, it was a app for the Vancouver Olympics back in the Winter Olympics back in 2010. So it's like February 2010. Um, we got featured. It was a, I think it was a 99 cent app. We got featured, and our, our downloads spiked, like you, like you would imagine, but just through the roof for that week that we were featured. Now, And that was a 99 cent app. Now, today, I've had an app get featured that was completely free, zero barrier to entry, got huge feature on the App Store, and our downloads kind of went up a little bit and then <laughs> came right back down. So like even today, uh, a That's free crazy. app getting featured by Apple... Is not nearly as powerful as it was four years ago. Yeah. So it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting p- place pace we all find ourselves in. Yeah, yeah. When I when I made Screeny free because
0: it was fourteen ninety nine, I experimented with pricing twice. I made it free once, and another time I made it two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. When I made it two ninety nine, the downloads just went up. I mean, Apple never featured me, so this is just people knowing from my Twitter, and you know, Screeny got blogged about a ton. So they would blog about it, but um, the download numbers went up a lot. But when you look at how much money I made, it didn't make near as much uh, two ninety nine than fourteen ninety nine. So I put it back, and it's always been fourteen ninety nine. But when I made it free, I got literally almost all of my users from that day or those right. two days. I got like, I got like, I don't, I don't even remember the numbers, but it's somewhere around sixty thousand of my eighty thousand users, or maybe it's like almost seventy thousand of my eighty thousand users while it was free from those two days while it was free it was number one in the app store though so that probably had a lot i got like thirty six thousand downloads each day that was number one in the app store and the mac app store and this is 2011 or 10 or something 11 maybe 10 i don't know one of those
1: right it's it's and it'd be interesting to see that exact same experience but now like even at turning something free like that yeah. What sort of spike would you see? Like it's it's uh it's such a different day. I have
0: this app by the way. If you make apps for the App Store, you should sign up for this service called App Annie. And uh they give you stats on your stuff every day because Apple's stats are terrible and they take like a day and a half to actually update. Um but App Annie is is way more in depth and way better interface. Uh-huh. Um but with off of which is my little calculator app um that I released Oh, last month, I think. Recently. Least. Yeah, like, I think it's only been out for a month. And um, that, it did all right. Like, it didn't really get featured on very many blogs. I don't even, I maybe like one or two small ones. Um, at least that I've checked. I haven't really checked it all, so who knows. But um, that did all right. I think to date, I've got like 5,000 downloads. To date with Lumo, the iOS app, I've gotten like 3000 downloads. Um, but, uh, some of like, for instance, like Rune, we have like 15,000 users. Um, uh, what are my other apps? Name box. I've got like 8,000 or something users. Um, and those aren't apps, you know, but, uh, like iPhone apps, but, um, man, what the, I thought I was, I thought I had some other number on some other app. That I was gonna say just a second here.
1: No worries. As an example for one of my just little games that I did completely on my own for fun to experiment, the it's a little Hearts game uh, for for the iPhone. Like that came out about a year ago, August 2013 zero press i didn't push it at all it was more just a, a personal thing that i put out there also 99 cents that thing to date has has gotten 600 downloads like it's just one of those things where it's like it's it's a decent app it's it's okay uh it just didn't get picked up i think it got mentioned on on the fox's black and i think that's about it um mm-hmm. it's gotten good reception it's gotten good reviews it's just it's just how do you find it? Like, how is anyone going to find that?
0: Yeah. Like that's the,
1: that's the obstacle we all face obviously.
0: Yeah. And with like off of it's my app off of my calculator app it's free and I never wanted to make money off it. I don't care to make money off of it. And I just made it for my wife and it's got a five star rating and it's got a good number of reviews and, um, only two updates on it that I've done. Uh, but it's, uh, it's kind of funny how that works. <laughs> the ones that get like super good ratings are the ones that you don't really care about. But yeah, right. I was I was featured with like my other app, KidCam, that I did with my buddy Eric By. Um, I spent some time, and KidCam got up on a lot of different blogs. It got up on um, SwissMiss. Tina was nice enough to yeah, that was sweet. Post about it. The only other thing I've gotten up from her was Pictos, um, and Pictos obviously has been literally all over the place. I mean, Pictos is used by governments all over the world. It's like. Literally everybody uses it. It's like, so many people use it; it's crazy. But
1: Oculus Rift, right?
0: Yeah, the Oculus Rift logo, the eye on there, is an unedited Pictos eyeball. <laughs> Jeez, awesome. Um, but uh, but yeah, so Kitcam, I was had such high hopes for it. Super cool app. People like it. Got a lot of good uh, reviews um, when it was blogged about, and um, and I thought for sure. Had it in the bag that Apple was going to feature it because it's a super pretty looking photo app, which they love photo apps, and it was for kids' and It's like,
1: family oriented yeah yeah, and
0: who's making apps like photo apps for kids? nobody, well, I mean there are, but I mean like good ones and uh and it and you know it, it didn't even get featured or anything like that, so I was like so bummed because it's... i I know that these i mean I wasn't expecting a feature in the main app, store I was just expecting a feature in the kid app store that's all yeah. I wanted
1: or the family section they always yeah. have like that four kids uh yeah. But it, it didn't
0: at all, and so I was so disappointed because it's so hard to make it. Because I mean, we've got like, we got up on Swiss Miss. She's got like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers, of, yeah. like, probably millions of blog views. Like, how do you get much bigger than that um, when it comes to? Because she she's like a mommy blogger slash tech world person. She's like the perfect <laughs> right demo for us. And so, like, how do we how do you get better than that? Unless you know you can be discovered in the app store better. So I don't know. It's also too. It's like, are, are you creating something that people want? Right? You can't expect people to just download not, stuff,
1: right? It's not all just press. It's not yeah. all just getting featured.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, like Pictos just launched it. It didn't have very many Twitter followers at the time, and and it 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 sold itself. Like people were like, oh my gosh, twenty bucks, get this, get this, get this. It just sold itself all over, and that's why it was overnight success. Um, whereas you know these other ones where, you know, it's not something like groundbreaking. Uh, You've got to, you've got to sell it. You know, you've got to market it. You got to take the time to do that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's definitely difficult to make it in the app store. But um, I don't know, it's not it's not so difficult to make make a living um, building stuff for yourself because you can also do client work to supplement yourself. You know, so it's it's not impossible, and it's fun. It's it's cool to be able to make your own stuff. And it's always it's always a it's always a chase, though. You know, I like chasing stuff. And so that's why I like it. But it's always a chase because you're never where you want to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I wouldn't be doing anything different if I if I weren't doing this for a living. I'd be doing it for a hobby, like you said. So why not? Why not get the best of both worlds and have them both be the same thing?
0: Yeah. Yep. Indeed. Well,
1: um, do you have anything else you want to add? No, I think that's plenty for now. Like I think if if people have more questions, feel free to to reach out on Twitter or whatever and will you, I mean, I'd be happy to, to answer anything else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're going to be bringing on a couple uh, more guests uh, in the future and we're going to talk to them about this kind of stuff too. And, and, uh, and other things, but you know, it, will be great to get an inside look on how, you know, how difficult success has, has been to come for, for other people besides just Kieran and I and, and what it's like, uh, building, building products, you know, and getting a look at that from other people so look forward to that and yeah will um, be fun yeah stick around for more narwhal episodes and thanks for sticking with us guys see you next time
1: see everybody